It's the last day of this year, 2017, great year, maybe, for many of us. A day where a year, maybe, with uh, pleasant moments, good moments, but also maybe unpleasant moments that we would like God to erase from our memory. Who knows? Uh, whatever. God is good all the time. And that's a fact. He is with us all the time. So, Heavenly Father, today we come humbly before you. We desperately need your presence. And in this last day of the year, we want to worship you, we want to praise you, we want to exalt your name. And we want to finish this year, Lord, with thanksgiving. We want to prepare our hearts, our spirits, and our minds, and our lives, Lord, for what you have in store for us in this 2018. We believe, Lord, that it's going to be a year of impact, a year of uh, goals being achieved. And we believe, Lord, that you will do great things among us and through us. And in Jesus' name we receive your word today. Amen and amen. I hope you had a beautiful Christmas with your family, with maybe friends. Uh, I know that some of you travel to other cities to visit some family for the Christmas season. That's great. Good to have you here this morning. We are just a small amount of people. Well, considering the weather and the holidays and everything, that's okay. The Holy Spirit is still here. The Bible says that if only two or three gather in His name, He will be there. And right, right now, we are gathering in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So He is here. That's true. He is here. Um, this week, I received a text message from a friend from Argentina. And he sent me, well, his uh, New Year's wishes. And as well, our, along with his text message, he also sent me a, a, a portion of Scripture. Actually, he sent me Romans 8, 38 and 39. And you probably remember that we, uh, that we studied the book of Romans this year. And um, in, that, in that chapter, Paul says that nothing can separate us from the love of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So today is a great day to say thank you, Jesus, for standing by my side during this whole year, during, during 2017. You were right there with me. In, during, bar, during hard times, during, during affliction time, or afflictions or sufferings, as well as maybe going through good times and blessings, you are with me all the time. The Bible says that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? Do you believe that? So I invite you to turn to your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. I wish you the best, and I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord and Savior. Today's sermon, the title is, Hope for a Better Future. Who wants a better 2018, eh? A better year. Show hands. Come on, who wants a better year? We all do. We want a great year, and we believe that, that God will work and, uh, for, for us, and he, he, he goes actually before us, and He's working. Uh, you know, He has so many blessings in store for us. So today I want to speak about hope. Hope. Too bad I'm not having a girl again, otherwise that would be an excellent name for a girl. Hope. We're having a boy, and the name is... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know if you will agree with me, but I believe in our society nowadays, uh, the word hope means, you know, I mean, the society thinks that hope is wishful thinking, positive thinking, right? Like, for, like for example, I hope... I lose some weight this, this next year. 
Amen? Or I hope I get a raise. Or I hope the Flames finally win a Stanley Cup. Or my kind of hope, I hope this nasty winter goes away and never come back. But I don't think that's actually hope. I think that's more like a cry for a miracle, right? <laughs> God, do something. Uh, it's hard for me, let me tell you. It's really hard. It's interesting to notice that in New, in, in New Testament times, hope was not seen as a virtue, but rather as a flaw. For the maturity of ancient thinkers, hope was merely a simple, childish, and temporary illusion. So, in other words, in the times of the, of the apostles, to have hope it was just a childish attitude. They didn't believe in having hope. They were more like thinkers. They were thinking that they have everything under control and they, can, and they could control their future. But we know, we as Christians, we know that hope, it is uh, not a luxury. It's something that we all need. We need hope. In the Bible, the word hope is uh, translated, or it's in its original Greek, the word elpis, which means confident, expectation, or anticipation. That's what hope means in the Bible. That's the true meaning of hope. Confident, expectation, uh, or anticipation. In our Christian mindset, hope is an expectation or belief in the fulfillment of God's promises to us. That's what what hope is for us. We know that God somehow He will show up and He will do a miracle. We know that God somehow He's going to come and He's going to work everything for our own good. We know that God is with, with us and He has promises that He wants to fulfill in our lives. He has given you promises. And that's the most, the, 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 the richest treasures of all, the promises of God. That's what we know. That's what we believe. We are expecting God to bring into pass every promise He has ever given us in our walk with Him. God's promises are the richest treasures you could ever find in life. And from a biblical perspective, hope is the confident expectation and anticipation in what God will do in my future. That's what hope it is. So the question is, what are you expecting God to do in your life in 2018? Where are your expectations? What about your confident anticipation? Are you anticipating God to do something in your life in this next year? Yeah. Are you anticipating God to do something in your family this next year? He will. But we need to come with these expectations and, 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 and surrender our life to Him. In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul explained that those who doesn't know God who, and who are not known by God, because one thing is to know God, another thing is to be known by God. Only God's children are known by God. He knows them. And we are God's children because we have come and we have put our faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And John 1.12 says that, that since, since then we have been now called Children of God. We are now, now part of His family. In Ephesians, Paul says, in, in Ephesians 2.12, Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Look at that. 
without hope and without God. To have God in your life is a it's a sine qua non condition to experience hope in your life. If you don't have God in your life, then you, my friend, right now you're needing hope because you're needing God. God is the only source of hope in this world. The government will not give you hope. Men will not give you hope. Money will not give you hope. The, the source of hope is God Himself. He's the source of hope for you. So Paul says, the, the people of the world, they are without hope because they don't have God. Because they are without God. Peter, the early leading, leading figure of the early church, left clear in his first epistle that only those who have been born again by the Spirit of God have the ability to receive and experience real hope in their lives. Look at this. First Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say it one more time. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, it's an expression of worship and praise. Praise be to God because He gave us Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because of Him, now we have hope. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth. The ESV trans translation put it like this. He has caused us, caused us to be born again. And it says, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now this hope that we have, it is not a, a dead hope. It's a living hope. Which means that it's active in our lives. Which, which means that it's dynamic. It's moving us. And it helps us to, 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 to dream with a better future. And to... And from those dreams, you know, to draft plans and ask God, God, what do you want me to do in 2019? I'm going to write it down in my journal. I need to listen to your voice. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to... What, what decisions do you want me to make, Lord? Because that's His perfect will for you. He has a perfect will. He has great plans for your life. Hope is then created in the human heart in the new birth experience. In the new birth. This new birth is a birth of hope. And this hope is not the worldly hope. You know, hope in men, money, or government, or whatever. Not even the hope in a successful career or, or in financial achievements. This is the hope in God who raised Jesus from the dead. And as Peter says, it is a living hope. Since we are alive in Christ Jesus. Peter says that this hope is living since it is deposited on who defeated death itself through his resurrection. This living hope is the difference between the unbeliever and the believer. It's what makes us stand out, or at least it should be. Christians should be people of hope and faith. And the people around us should be able to see that in our lives. Hope and faith. Both hope and faith goes hand by hand. You know that in, in a certain way, hope... It's, a, it's faith, but in a future tense. Because faith is for right now. I need faith right now. I need hope for tomorrow. I need faith right now. Because I know the kind of situation that I'm going through. That's why I need faith. And what about tomorrow? What about anxieties and things like that? Well, for that I need hope. 
Hope is the key to set you free from the cage of anxiety and worriness. Hope. So hope, we just learned this, hope is faith in a future tense. That's what hope is. God wants to reveal to us the abundance and the glory of the life we live in Him. The life of His Spirit. My friend, if today you are not experiencing hope, maybe it is the time to check your faith. Because a believer without hope is a believer without faith. And that doesn't make sense. We need, we need to increase our faith and hope in our Lord Jesus. That's the only way to have a better future. Right. Now the question is how to grow in hope. We just talk about the experience of new birth that we have when we surrender our lives, you know, before the Lord Jesus and we come to Him. Maybe it was during a, a Sunday morning service or maybe, I don't know, some kind of evangelistic campaign, whatever, whatever it was. You came to Jesus. You heard the gospel being preached by someone. Or maybe you were reading the scriptures. Maybe you heard a song. Whatever. And you felt moved by the Holy Spirit. To come and surrender your life before the Lord. And you said those beautiful words. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please come and dwell in my heart. I'm committing my life to following you. For the rest of my life. From that very right moment, you experience new birth. God's new birth. And since now you're able to have hope. Because you have been born again. That's what Jesus taught to Nicodemus in John 3, remember? But the new birth is not the only experience we need to seek. But just the first one. The Bible commands us to grow in our in intimacy with God. To be involved and connected to a local church. And in that context, you know, serve God sharing and showing the gospel to others. Now this is the thing. Many Christians have experienced this new birth. But they are not growing. Now if a baby is not growing, there is something wrong with who? With the baby. Right? It is not normal for a baby to stay in the stage of... You know, being a baby for like four years. A baby that can't feed, that can, uh, can feed himself. Maybe he's like three or four and he still doesn't know how to grab a spoon, a fork and feed himself. That's not normal. Now the thing is that there are so many Christians that are experiencing the same. They are not feeding themselves. Then they come to churches... And they, 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 they look at pastors and leaders and churches and they are expecting to be feeded. I came to, be, to receive the word of God because I need to eat the word of God. And that's okay. But you can't live with just one meal every week. You need to be feeded. And who is going to feed you? Fed, thank you. Who's gonna, who, who, thank you, Kevin. Who, who is going to help you with that? The Holy Spirit wants to help you with that. But it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. The Bible says that pastors, leaders, the church, we come here to receive training, to be equipped, to be able to feed ourselves. So, hope and faith 
Those are two things that we need to grow. Now, there are two ways in which we, we can grow in, in, in our hope and in our faith. In Romans 10, 17, the Bible says, that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, or a word of Christ, a rhema word, a personal word from God to you. That will grow your faith. And we just learned that between faith and hope, there's a connection. They go hand by hand. So we need to be intentional and every day come to the presence of our Heavenly Father with expectations that He will actually listen to our prayers and He will also speak to our, our hearts. Expectations. In this case, reading or hearing God's Word is like planting a garden. If you want to grow or, or build a garden, you must first plant the seeds or the actual plant. God's word is the seed that grows your faith. And when you grow in faith, you will also grow in your hope for a better future. The kind of future that God has in mind for you. According to the Bible in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, it's interesting, this verse. We know, we all know this verse. It doesn't say, plans to give you a hope. It says, plans to give you hope that will enable you to plan and to receive a future. We need hope. That's the only way we will be able to have a different 2018, a better 2018. Through God's hope. The second way we can grow in hope is through our experience. So one way is through the Bible, through Scripture, and through listening to God's voice, speaking to our hearts. And the other way is through our experience. It says in Romans 5, 2 to 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 2 until 5. It says, Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope. There are so many Christians that right now they are not rejoicing in the Lord because they are lacking hope. They are just looking at their past or at their present and they don't have enough faith to overcome their present so they don't have hope for the future. Here Paul says we rejoice in the hope. Of the glory of God. I rejoice that I know that God somehow. He will come and he will fill my future with his glory. And he wants to come and show you his glory. Not only so. It says verse, verse 3. But we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance character. And character hope. And hope doesn't disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. Look at this. This is another way of getting hope or growing in hope through sufferings, through your own personal experiences in life. It says that in verse 3, we now, we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that's why we rejoice, because we know that through all these sufferings, maybe 2017 was a hard time for you, a time of suffering, and that you have to learn to, 
to, you know, to persevere in the faith. Maybe you are feeling that God is building your character. Now it says that the result of all that will be hope. The hope that God has poured out in our hearts as well as His love. The hope of the glory of God in verse 2 in which we rejoice even in the midst of our suffering is Christ the Lord Himself. Seeing He is the actual object and the source of our hope. When we ground our hope in God, our hope provides the motivation to live out our faith even in the face of afflictions and tribulations. At the end, the goal of everything in our lives, including suffering, is hope. The goal of everything in your life, including suffering, is hope. So you may grow in hope. The hope that one day Jesus will come back and you will be reunited with Him and His church. The hope that maybe death will come, but you will be secure in the, in the arms of your Savior. You will not be afraid because you have put your trust and your hope in Christ Jesus. In Romans 5, Paul then explains how even our suffering producing us perseverance, character, and finally hope, the kind of hope that doesn't disappoint us. The kind of hope that can't and won't fail. This is the true hope that the world will never experience since they don't know Jesus Christ. And they need to know Jesus Christ. The word that Pastor Roy shared with us before, impact. We are here to impact this world with the gospel. And the gospel is hope. If we understand the reality and importance of hope in our lives, we will make the decision of desperately seeking to grow in this kind of hope. That according to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, there are three core elements in our faith. Do you know? Number one, faith, hope, and love. You want to be a solid Christian? You need to grow in these three areas. Your faith, your hope, and your love. So we need to grow in faith. We need to, to, to grow in hope. And we also need to grow in love. How do we grow in these areas? Through the Word of God, through my personal relationship with God, even through sufferings and trials, but also through the church. Because it's in the church where I can show my hope, where, where I can serve others. Through the church, I can serve the world and show the love of God. Then our, our final question today will be, what are the effects or results of hope in our lives? Considering them will help us to notice if we truly are experiencing the hope that Scripture portrays or not. So, I wrote down a couple of results that I, I think a person will hope um, will experience these kind of uh, things. Number one, hope reassures believers in their present life and in their faith. That's what hope does. Reassures our lives, re reassures believers in, in their personal life, in the situation that you're going through. Number two, hope encourages believers to rejoice and to look for restoration. Many people don't, they are just like, I don't know if this will ever change. So they just uh, quit. And they don't try to make things work out. You know, somehow they just quit. They just quit to the marriage. They just quit to the family. Why? Because they have no hope. Hope leads to more effective Christian living and witness. Hope encourages believers to be bold and share the gospel with others. Hope leads to godly living and sanctification. Hope equips believers for spiritual warfare. Hope enables believers to face sufferings with confidence. 
Hope assures believers of their eternal life. And hope assures believers of their heavenly inheritance and rewards. All that comes with hope. So at the door of a new year today, I want to invite you to join me and pray together today to God to flood our hearts, to flood our minds, our souls with faith and hope so we can hope for the best in this next year. God has great plans for you, for me, for the church. So He wants us to today to grow in our hopes, knowing that He will work in our lives and He will work everything for our own good. Heaven is on your side and in Him you will always find victory. In Christ Jesus you will always find victory. Do you know that? Do you know that heaven is on your side? Do you know that you're not an enemy of Heaven, actually you're an enemy of hell. But you are a really good friend of the angels. Really good friend of the Lamb of God who is reigning. He reigns from heaven. So you have victory in his name. I wrote down a couple of faith statements. And today is just a short message. And there are Five faith statements that I want to share with you. In your bulletin you will find a couple of Bible verses, promises from God for your life, for your family. I invite you to read them later and, 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 and pray over those verses and, and to receive what God wants to do in your life. But there are five faith statements that I want to share with you this morning. And this is how we're going to close this sermon. Number one. According to 1 Corinthians 10.13, I believe that in 2019, there will, all, there will always be a solution. In 2019, to any situation, to any problem, there will always be a solution. God will always bring a solution to you. Do you know that? Yeah. He will. That's good. That's good. Just trust Him. Secondly, in, according to James 1.5-8, in 2019, I I will always know what to do because God will show me the way. I will always know what to do because God will show me the way. The Bible says that if someone is lacking wisdom, just what? Ask God. Your Heavenly Father will pour down His wisdom to you and you will know what to do. Thirdly, in 2019, I will have success in everything I do because God is the one that strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 In 2019, I will have the resources I need to do what God wants me to do because He supplies and He, he, gives, he gives me everything I need. Philippians 4.19 speaks about that. And finally, I believe that everything I lived in 2017 and everything I might live in 2018 will always turn, turn to my good. Just like Romans 8.28 says. So today, I want you to pray with me. To receive hope for a better year. Amen? And by the worship band to come to the stage, we're going to have a time of prayer. Yes, Lord. Father, we, we know that your word is true. 
We know, Lord, that every, everything that you said in scriptures is a powerful sword that will help us to have victory in every area of our lives. And today, Lord, we receive your word. Your word says that we have been blessed. Your word says that we have victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Your word says that, Lord, everything will work out at the end for our own good. Your word says that in, in you, Lord, we can find peace, and confidence, and hope. So today we pray, Lord, to receive hope. We want to receive more hope. The hope that comes from heaven. The, the hope that we we receive through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who have raised from the death. Oh, Lord Jesus, we want you to come and fill our minds with thoughts filled with hope, filled with faith. Lord, we believe your word. We believe that in this next year, we will always find a solution. That in this next year, Lord, we will always know what to do. That in this next year, Lord, we will be able to do everything 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 through jesus christ our lord we believe that in this next year you will supply for all our needs we believe that in this next year lord we will see your glory working in our lives lord we pray that today you bless our next year we thank you for 2017 we thank you lord for every blessing we thank you lord for even the trials even the sufferings because through them you have been working in our lives You have been working in our character. You have been working in, a, in, in, our, in our perseverance, Lord. But we believe that the result of all that will be hope. Hope for a better future. Lord, I pray that you bless the congregation this morning. That you bless our families. You bless our children. That you bless, Lord, our jobs, our, our finances, Lord. You bless our homes. That you bless this church, our church, our, our family. In God, Lord, and I, I thank you, Lord, for this year. Thank you for everything that we will, that that uh, we were able to build for your kingdom, Lord. And we pray that you open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, Lord, to see you working in our future, to see you, Lord, developing a plan for our future, a plan for 2018. And give us, Lord, the wisdom, give us, Lord, the strength to carry on with your will, Lord, and to fulfill your will in our lives every day of 2018. We know that you will be with us, you will, you will stand by, by our side, Lord, in 2018, every day, every hour, every minute, and every second, because you never leave. You are always with us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. 1 Peter 1.21 says, Through Him, through Jesus, you believe in God, who raised Him from the death and glorified Him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Be blessed. Have a wonderful and great new year. And may the light of God shine your hearts and the glory of God fill your homes in Jesus name Amen